The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Hey, it's Chris Jericho. You're listening to the Rough House Podcast featuring the sexiest beast in all of Maryland and surrounding areas, the illustrious Chris. And Marty. The opinions expressed in the Rough House podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, Nads Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in professional wrestling have turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs, how to create angles, develop new characters, and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers on internet purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast courtesy of the Realm Network here at the Rough House where black people and white people watch wrestling and expanding people too and all people. Uh, oh hey hey hi everybody uh, hey. welcome hey. to the rough house podcast i'm marty i'm christoph hi hi uh and, and let's just get into the top thing this week a number one with a bullet or number eight with a kick depending on how you look at it uh, uh for the second time in as many years brie bella has someone with a broken brain on her hands yeah, this one was at her own, well, not hands, feet. <laughs> yes, um, yes, this one's of her own doing. This yeah. is just what she's dealing with. Yeah, but, but yeah. She, well, she's dealing with it, but just oh. not, in the, not in the same way. Yeah. The the internet, myself included, has not been very kind <laughs> to one Brianna uh, Garcia Colas, or whatever the fuck her real name is. Danielson, probably, at this point. Yeah, probably. I don't know. Probably, I'm sure she changed her name. She's that kind of uh, person. Um, but yeah, look. Hey, all right. Listen. Well, well okay. For those who are unaware,s really. <laughs> hey, hey. I'm just saying. Who, who, who that we are? To this we show? are. We are not doing our job correctly as vague broadcast professionals <laughs> without setting. Hey, one of us makes money off of the show. <laughs> let, let us just set the scene monday night on raw it was money each day it seems uh well uh monday night on raw it was natalia and the bellas against the riot squad uh brie was doing the yes kicks on mm -hmm. one live morgan mm -hmm. uh and then uh well uh we had a one fish two fish red fish blue fish scenario yeah, where uh, Liv got uh, kicked legit in the face for one, oh. and then KO'd on the other. Yeah, uh, Kevin Owens. Yes, uh, the internet has been in a tizzy, including my dear co-host, uh, Mr. Like a Lot, uh, about uh, what what occurred there. Uh, so let's let's just break into it, Chris. I I I, I can tell you've got capital O opinions. And capital <laughs> F feelings. So let's go for it. Prayers. Actually, prayers of Morgan. You know, she's a, she's she's a she's a good competitor. Uh, and look, it was an accident. I'm, yeah. I'm not I'm not going to come out here and say that it wasn't an accident. What I am going to come out and say, <laughs> which uh -huh. will probably be to the ire of more than a couple people, is that Brie Bell is not very good at her job. Overall, yeah. Uh, look, just just in general, blanket statement. I I would say Brie Bella's uh, reach greatly exceeds her grasp, and we have been reminded of it more regularly than with most competitors these past few weeks. They're they're trying to reinsert the Bella Twins into the mix just in time for Evolution, and we are yeah. being reminded on a weekly basis that despite the, uh, uh, I, I would say, uh, success and uh, monetary heights that the Bella Twins have been able to pull off, 
Their in-ring yes. skills have never quite matched their level of popularity or notoriety. Yes, they're very popular. They're very famous. They're very well-liked in the realm of social media, and they have their ridiculously overpriced um, garment line. Have you ever looked up any of the prices? No. T-shirt is like $50 or some shit, just with their stupid-ass logo on it. Mm. But hey, you know what? Make money where you make money. You know, do 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 what you got to do um, for some overpriced sweatshop fabric or whatever um it is it is what it is uh they're very popular they do the red carpets they've got two tv shows for teen choice awards yeah they they have two tv shows they have wine they have an insufferable brother that is probably way more famous than either of us will ever be which just irks the living shit out of me because i do not care for that man um but they love me in canada that's all i can really say when when it comes to the world of the pro rest, which is what we cover here on this here podcast, which we appreciate you listening to, Brie is just the drizzling shits. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, know, I know I made this really long intro diatribe just to say she's garbage, but it just has to be repeated. I'm sorry. And uh, look, I'm not a professional wrestler. This is widely established. I may have had a couple matches, one of which in Ring of Honor, which I won, but that's a whole other story. You can go to the Patreon page and our first Patreon exclusive episodes tackled that back when Justin was still on the show. Uh, but I'm not saying I'm a professional wrestler. Um, mm-hmm. What I am saying is as a fan uh, and as somebody who has watched multiple, many, 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 countless hours of pro wrestling over my very pathetic life, I can say that uh, in in what the women's division in WWE currently um, sits, how it sits, uh, they are at the bottom of the talent pole. At least Brie. Nikki Nikki adapted and and got a lot better in the ring. But Brie, I don't know if it's um, post-Birdie that she's just not back to, to regular shape and just never really knocked off the ring rust. I don't know if it's that she was out of the ring for a while. Sure. Um, Maurice sure. bounced back faster though. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, well, I mean, Maurice didn't light the world on fire with her performance at hell in the cell either. That um, That's true, but nobody suffered a concussion because of it. And that's really the reason yeah. why we're talking about it. You know, we had a couple weeks ago when she almost uh, murdered herself on a couple uh topes. Um, she busted open Miz Hardway at Hell in a Cell. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah. And in this very same match, in addition to KOing uh, 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 Liv Morgan shortly after the KO, there was a little bit where uh, she got a bit too snug with um, Ruby Riot. And Ruby yeah. gave her a receipt right there in the ring, yeah. which is how it's supposed to work. Yes. You get too snug, you get a receipt in return. That's just what it is. Uh, that's the biz. So what I will say is, this accidents do happen. Mm-hmm. Some of the people we absolutely love in this industry, Samoa Joe, AJ yeah. Styles, Seth Rollins, list goes on. Uh, Chris Jericho, when he started in WWE, he was he was absolutely cast aside because he was working too stiff. And Rob Van Dam was a problem because he you know potatoed everybody with his yeah, spin his kicks, kicks and, yeah. and that sort of thing. Uh, people hurt people in this profession. It's what it is. It's not a question of if you will hurt someone, it's how badly you will hurt someone. Yeah. And also in this profession, it's about being able to categorically trust the other person with your body. Yeah. The past few weeks have put Bree's ability to do so not only of her own body, but her opponent's body into question. And I don't know if it's a scenario where the spotlight is so hard on them that the pressure is hitting her hard because I don't remember her being anywhere near this bocce in prior runs. Well, I don't remember her. I don't remember her ever doing uh, uh, topes back in the day. Um, True. So I, I, it may have happened, but it doesn't. That wasn't really the style back then. They were basically pushy, shovey divas matches that they have the majority of their uh, under their belts. Um, so I don't re- really remember them doing a lot of stuff like that. And of course, once the yes movement t- took off and, and Brian became popular and then Brian went away because of his injuries, somebody had to be the surrogate and by, um, uh, sexual intercourse osmosis, it became Brie because she is married to one Brian Danielson. Um, so yeah, if, if I'm, you know, if I'm the other gals in the riot squad right now, if I'm Ruby or Sarah Logan, I'm 
I don't know how I feel. I don't know. I don't know if there's uh, the air of untrust, uh, untrustworthiness of untrust, distrust yeah. happening with Bree. Um, I don't know if it's anger with what happened to live. But again, it was a mistake. You know, rumors and conjectures say that they were a little uh, fumed uh, backstage afterwards. And and it would be understood. And also before, you know, anyone cast aspersions on the Riot Squad, uh, most competitors in professional wrestling when they are injured legitimately whether through their own fault or someone else's uh they get pretty hot and heavy about it because that means you are not going to have that pay-per-view event that big show you don't get to have that big payday i mean uh you know not not to to change the topic but you know you look at a a guy like joey janela who's about to blow up on the indie scene he blew out his knee last weekend he's going to be out eight nine ten months yeah Injuries suck for everyone yes. in pro wrestling. Full yeah, that, that's the it's the nature of the business. Um, but you know, there there comes a time when, when you put together a string of instances like that. You know, when people start to question whether or not they want to get in the ring with them. I would imagine. I mean, you know, the like the, let's take for example the the Tyson Kid Samoa Joe muscle buster incident. It's a move that Samoa Joe performed hundreds of times. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it had ever injured anybody before, but you know, freak accidents happen. Lars mm-hmm. Sullivan, uh, finishing maneuver, good stuff. Yeah. But do, do people trust Samoa Joe any less? I'm going to say no because Joe's track record has mm-hmm. proven itself to be uh, up to par to where you know he's a professional. He's been doing it for many, many years, all over the world, many different styles. He's he's yeah. adapted. He's he's you know, a, a talented performer. I just don't think that a Brie Bella and I don't, oh, I gotta hate to sound like a total, you know, woman hating uh, chauvinist or whatever, but the, the tape kind of speaks for itself here. Um, I don't know if when she was performing those kicks, if her focus wasn't entirely on live, I don't know if some of this is on live for maybe overselling the kicks a bit too much. Yeah. I don't, you know, uh, uncle Dave was saying today how the, um, the sweet spot, the bullseye for women is much smaller because you have to hit above the, the boobies and below the chin. So mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a much smaller area to kick. Plus a woman's frame on average is smaller than a mm-hmm. man's. So you have to be a little more precise. So maybe it was the focus of Brie Bella that was off and, you know, maybe, if she was focusing more, she would have saw her, you know, go down on that first kick, and maybe she could have pulled the second one. I, I, I don't, I don't know. Now, I, I can't say you're in the motion. Yeah. It's hard to stop. Yeah. It's like trying to, you know, check check a swing when you're when you're batting with a hundred mile an hour fastball. It's it's tough. It's tough to do. And again, I don't fucking know. I'm just yeah, yeah, yeah. tossing out things here that um, factors in, in in how this happened um, and why and really, you know. And I'm going to let you respond in a second. Yeah. We sh- after you do, we should probably respond to how to 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 respond to uh, situations like these going forward. Because, yeah. like we said, it's not going to stop. It's something that will happen uh, continuously as long as pro wrestling is pro wrestling. Right. But go ahead. Uh, all I was going to say was, you know, I, I haven't sat back and, and watched these kicks like the Zap Bruder film. I haven't gone back and forth and back and forth Study. and back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't studied it. I, I saw, you know, uh, because uh, I, I've been sick most of this week, saw the saw the gifts on Monday. Excuse me. Then I went back and watched it, uh, you know, later in the week and, and, and what have you. And that first kick, the one that apparently, you know, knocked her stupid before yeah. knocking her out. I thought Liv was just selling it. Like yeah. if you had told me that was the kick, I wouldn't have known. Okay. Without it being in that specific context of kick one did this, kick two did that. Kick two, yeah, she's out cold. Yeah. And the kind of scramble to continue the match somewhat normally after that, that's where it gets awkward. That's the bigger problem. Right. And I don't. The non rebellion problem. Right. And I don't know the best way to solve that because, as many people have pointed out, People get con- concussions in professional wrestling all the time. Yes. People get knocked out on their feet all the time. Matches continue. What is the appropriate response? If if the guy in the ring, I mean, uh, you know, you look back a few months ago, uh, Hiromo Takahashi uh, mm-hmm. in Long Beach, or uh, sorry, in San Francisco, he broke his neck. Yeah. 
he was he said he was fine. They continued for a few more minutes. They worked the match. If you watched the match, you wouldn't have known that anything was wrong. Besides yeah, that from bump, a really nasty bump. Yeah. But besides the nasty bump, you would have thought, oh, okay, close call, but dude's fine. It wasn't yeah. until after the match that he went backstage and collapsed. Uh people brought up the Undertaker, got knocked stupid in the match against Brock Lesnar, the, mm-hmm. the great WrestleMania 30 defeat. Uh should we have cut the match off then? Should it have you know, like what what's th- basically at what point does entertainment and a performer's willingness to entertain supersede the like medical need to put things on hold? I think you take a UFC approach in a alter in an MMA fight. Uh, yeah. if you know, the referee sees, you know, that glassy eye sort of look. If somebody goes down like that, they they run over uh, and, and get in between the competitors. They they check on them. They'll call the match. Um, I think that that would be the best approach, especially since, you know, all the all the talk these days in pro sports, NFL, uh, MMA, all these things, it's, it's concussion, 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 CTE, all this sort yeah. of things. Yeah. So I remember – and I was thinking about this as I was reading uh, Uncle Dave today. I remember a Monday Night Raw back in, oh, man. It had to be in ugh, the beginning years of Monday Night Raw. I think it was still at the Manhattan Center. Uh, Sean Waltman, the one, two, three kid. He may have been the lightning kid at the time. This may have been mm. pre-Razor uh, Ramon um, uh, surprise beat. Uh, but he got he took a kick or, or landed a moonsault poorly. Um, and he like kind of just didn't get up. And he kind of had the glassy eye thing happening. Yeah. And I remember them going to commercial, stopping the match, checking up on him and coming back from commercial and saying, uh, you know, the match can't continue because he, you know, uh, was knocked out cold and uh, we want to make sure that he's he's taken care of. So I've, I've seen it done uh, before. 20 mm-hmm. some what was mm-hmm. it raw 25. They just did 25 years of raw. Is that what it was? Yeah. 20? Yeah. yeah. So it was, it was some with 20, 25 years ago, they did this. Um, and, you know, we've seen them stop matches. The Samoa Joe um, Nakamura match, I think it was, mm-hmm. down at, or was it Balor? I forget who was who Joe. Oh, it was Balor. It was, it was, it was uh, Joe and Balor Joe and, yeah, because yeah, of well, the blood. Right. Yeah. So I remember they've stopped matches before uh, to check. Uh, and I know blood is an entirely different thing because it's a PG show and they can't, you know, they, they try not to show a lot of blood. So, but why can't you use those same um, guidelines of stopping the match for an excessive amount of blood uh, to somebody who, you know, clearly it, it, it seemed pretty clear. And I, I know hindsight 2020, I'm not referee in there looking at what's going on, but it right. looked like she fell just not under her own commands. She looked like she collapsed. Um, yeah. And, you know, people, I'm not sure who was running back in gorilla. If it was Vince, if it was that asshole, Michael Hayes, if it was trips, I don't know. Um, Let's presume Michael Hayes. Just because I hate him and he, yeah. I have to put the blame on somebody and he's a piece of shit. Yeah. So why not put it on him? So why isn't he on the uh, on the comm to the ref saying, get in there, check on her, what's going on? He looked, you know, a little confused. And he, he didn't really go and, and check on her. So uh, I'm, I'm ranting and I'm rambling here. What uh, what do you think? Uh, I, I definitely think in this post CTE era where we are more aware than before, um, it, it's not only shifted the mindset of what should be done in the ring, but I think it's also shifted the mindset of the fans. I, I think, um, you know, some may argue it's that we're more sensitive as fans, but I think we're more aware as fans that uh, ostensibly if someone gets legit hurt, you don't want them to continue to risk injury. I mean, I look back not that long ago, um, there was uh, a pretty infamous Ring of Honor match between uh, uh, Nigel McGuinness and the Dan, uh, then Brian Danielson, where literally the spot was uh, uh, Daniel Bryan, or Brian Danielson, whatever you want to call him, grabbed Nigel's arms pulled them around each side of the ring post and just kept pulling Nigel on the post. So Nigel is legit headbutting the ring post. Right. And he did it repeatedly until Nigel's forehead busted open stiff. Like just it was a legit, yeah. uh, uh, right. you know, hard way blood. And uh, at the time that was like, Oh, it's so crazy. They're working so stiff. You know, it's, it's fighting spirit, you know, all yeah. this shit. Now, you go back and you watch it. It's incredibly ghoulish and incredibly 
cringy, you know, uh, for, for as much as, you know, some can point in, uh, you know, I might be kind of uh, comparing apples and oranges here point at like deathmatch wrestling and how gross that is. Yeah. That's a controlled level of grossness for the most part. It's this idea of, Oh, we're intentionally blading. We have an idea of what we're doing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. When you see Still guys, you know, it, it, I'm not saying it's not reckless. <laughs> but when you have that versus guys who are, uh, guys and women too, yeah. who are legitimately being rendered unconscious as yeah. opposed to um, doing things in a controlled way. It, it makes me feel uncomfortable as a fan. Yeah. And, and even if I go back and watch matches, I mean, there are matches now, you know, that are infamous because, oh, so-and-so got KO'd legitimately or so-and-so legit broken arm or, you know, the infamous uh, Sid Vicious Psycho leg break. Yeah, yeah. yeah, all these different things. There was a ghoulishness to it that was uh, entertaining at a time that now that we know so much more, maybe it just comes with growing up, that it's it's very... Uh, oh. <laughs> that one's for the Patreon. Uh, yeah. uh, it, it's almost difficult to watch is, is what I'm getting at. And, yeah, 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 it is. I mean, you, I'm, I'm thinking what pops into my head as you're going through all those things is the Attitude Era unprotected chair shots. Yes. Um, like Perfect Mick Foley example. being handcuffed and then taking a dozen and a half chair shots unprotected to his poor noggin. Yeah. Um, you know, any, and I, I still see unprotected chair shots today. I see them in Lucha, my favorite thing in the world. And I'm like, oh, God, no, please, guys, don't do that. Right. Because right. it's at the point where, one, I know what these things do to people. And two, it's just not, I don't know, maybe because I, I was young and I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Now I'm, you know, older and boring and, and stupid or, or what. And I just, I, I'm not into that level of violence. I want it, I want to be, I, I don't know. I, I just want it more. I, I, I'm not a fan of that reckless sort of thing. We we know more now than what we knew then. Yeah. is really what it boils down to. ECW, classic ECW. It was a badge of honor to take a reckless chair shot to the yeah. head. Uh, guys like Balls Mahoney and Axel Rotten, both dead now, mm -hmm. uh, not very old, uh, mm -hmm. were known for taking these brutal chair shots. A guy like Lance Storm, who's had an incredible career, mm -hmm incredible longevity you look at him now he still looks really young even though he's almost 50 uh he was made a joke a pariah in the ecw worlds because he would throw his hand up for a chair shot and it's just that that difference in eras and that difference in knowledge knowing that you know these ecw guys their 50s are gonna be ugly and maybe it is smarter to as a group, you know, as as a business, I mean, I would think WWE. I know the joke is they they uh, ride their horses till they're broke. Like to to put the focus on the long term viability of these competitors. Yes, and it, when they see that moment, yeah, it takes away from the show. But also, doesn't it add a little bit of legitimacy that this person got knocked out in a combat sport, quote unquote? I mean. I, I suppose if, if, if you call the finish there, you know, yes, yeah, we're bummed because yes. we aren't getting the the scripted finish, but you have a finish. Right. And uh, not that I want to make the new storyline Brie Bella's concussion kicks, but hey, it makes her look more vicious now. Yeah, but she's not supposed to be vicious. Right, right. Fair. <laughs> Fair. And, you know, my my thing in regards to this match is that why, aside from that one triple suplex spot, which easily could have been um, called an audible to do a double suplex spot, mm -hmm. she she should not have gone back in there. And, yeah. you know, I, I think it was Cage Side Seas did an article of how that the WWE should have learned from the CM Punk incident when he got mm -hmm. concussed in the Royal Rumble, his last match in the Fed, um, and he laid under the ring, and he he waved off the doctors that were trying to get him out of there. People were back in Gorilla yelling at him, get him out of there, get him out of there, and he kept saying, no, fuck off, I'm going to finish this, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, and then they still put him through a fucking table on the outside. Yeah, uh, but that's your way of getting him out. Smart. Right. You know, you you think they would have learned from that, especially after all that stuff came out in this nasty lawsuit, mm -hmm. uh, which they ended up losing. Well, it was, it was Dr. Amon's, but they, he was, yeah. you know, uh, whatever he was representative as the, of the WWE more right. or less at that time. So, 
So yeah, you, you'd think they would have, um, you know, physically came out and brought her to the back. You heard, and yeah. this is another thing that bothered me about it. Michael Cole multiple times said, oh, they took Liv Morgan to the back to make sure she's okay. And then they pan the camera and she's sitting right by the fucking, uh, she's laying on the floor by the ring um, the yeah. announcer's table. Yeah. You know, I, 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 as, as if they're trying to pull the wool over our eyes. Right. Uh, I mean, I don't know if, if, because uh, you know the shots weren't great. Maybe there was a medical professional nearby that was attending to her while she was there. Yeah, it looked like the ring fuck docs it, were there. Fucking say that! Like, don't yeah. act like, uh, yeah. you know, don't act like she's not there when she's there. Say that there are. I mean, that underlines kind of the safety of the performers that there are medical technicians right yes. at the ring in case something happens. Right. Yeah. It, it was right. That that just that irked me that he. It, very, he said it, it was very weird. Times. And I'm like, she's right fucking there, Michael. Yeah. I mean, I know you're up on the on the stage, but you're looking at the same monitor as I am, and I fucking see her right there. Uh, so yeah, that was I don't know. Uh, I, I I hope she is not out of action for long. I know you know the riot squad's getting some some TV time uh, as of recently this feud with them, and um, I hope this you know it, it, there's a possibility that she could never wrestle again. I mean, yeah, uh, I will say this not out though. of the realm of possibility. Uh, if I'm Colt Cabana and I see a phone call from Liv Morgan, don't take it, bud. You know where this goes. <laughs> don't do it, man. It's going to be real bad. Liv Morgan ain't got Phil Brooks money. That's yeah, for goddamn exactly. sure. She ain't exactly. funding no goddamn You will lawsuits. be on the hook for all 100%. Yeah. This will you, not be a situation where you find out later you owe 50. No, yeah. you're going to owe all of it. You better three away in Todd Sinclair and ask his family to, to pump you a couple extra <laughs> bucks down in ROH right now. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, this also kind of ties into uh, there. There was some hubbub earlier in the week about the Divas generation being a part of the Evolution pay-per-view. Yes. Yeah, and, I almost forgot about that. Yeah, yeah and uh, we basically got to see a real-life version of that argument uh, as to as to why they shouldn't. Um, look, I, I, I will say this about that. Uh, ostensibly, what's happening is Evolution is going to be a prestige WWE event, like every prestige WWE sure. event, complete with vintage workers who should not have spots that the prime skilled workers of today should have instead. Yes. If we're that shocked that they're digging up old names that we know better, you have not watched WWE. Yes. The divas generation is not anywhere near as talented as the current generation. Yes. The young stars should get the ability to shine over the old ones, but this is how this company works. Yeah. I know it's, it's something I've, I've come to accept. And you know, when they first announced the all women's pay-per-view, I really had, I really had high hopes that they they were going to use it, just like you said, to, to showcase these women that have really taken it to this next level, right. uh, this level that they're touting, um, but not on tout because I don't even think it exists anymore. Um, but but yeah, they're 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 gonna bring back the old, uh, you know, Trish is coming back. Isn't Molina coming back or who is uh, uh, Naomi facing? That that got announced or that got teased on social media. I don't think it's officially official though. Okay, all right. Well, Although I'll be honest, with them promoting three pay per views at once right now, after we just come off of a pay per view, I'm confused. I don't fucking fuck. remember what match goes where, yeah. and that's also with like fucking New Japan running shows. There's a Ring of Honor pay per view Friday night. There's, yep. Oh my god, it's there's a lot going on. Oh, and and everyone now is taking the time to announce their WrestleMania weekend shows. Yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs> I can't keep track of my own life, let alone all of the wrestling shows that are happening. And, and you're like, here's 14 going on in one weekend in yeah. April. Yeah, pretty much. This is where we are. It's uh, but you know, it's uh, as we keep saying, it's a golden age and uh, there's a lot of good, Feast there's a lot famine. of good stuff out there. Feast or famine. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll get into to some of that stuff uh, later on in this, to, to the point of evolution, to the point of this, this Brie Bella thing. It's a mystery. Uh, it is. Uh, Brie fucked up. Yep. That's that's what happened. Liv Morgan got fucked up. I hope that this is not a terrible, horrible, dramatic concussion that ends her career. There are, there are some people who have had concussions that they just shrug off like it was a bad afternoon. There are some people who've had concussions like Chris Nowinski, who mm -hmm. then got inspired to, you know, follow down the path that he did uh, that he was never able to recover from. I hope this is the former, not the latter. And it's, unf 
it's unfortunate that this was just another kind of nail in the coffin of Nikki Bella's in-ring run. Brie. Because, or sorry, uh, Brie Bella's in-ring run. Yeah. Um, because, you know, uh, it, it's, it's a shame to see, uh, like I said, someone's reach exceed their grasp. Uh, and see, to see it in real time twice a week kind of sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't remember her seeing her on SmackDown unless I missed it. Uh, well, I, I'm, I'm just saying in general, she's been on both shows. Right. right. Well, and then that's what I'm that's that's my point is that after Monday, she, yeah. I don't remember seeing her on SmackDown. So, Probably you know, for the best. Yeah, that's 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 what I'm saying. And, you know, she's I'm not saying she did. You know, she went on social media and she apologized and said, you know, obviously it wasn't intentional. I don't think anybody thought it was intentional, but it's just her level of uh, in-ring acumen just doesn't seem to be up to snuff with what this division currently entails. And, uh, you know, we could, we don't want to spend a whole hour on yeah. it, but yeah, no, no, uh, we, I mean, we probably could, I will say one last thing on this. If I see another goddamn professional wrestler jump onto Twitter, always a good start. <laughs> and then say, all of you smart marks need to shut up about what you know and what you don't know about what's going on in the ring. You need to return to being fans. The genie's out of the fucking bottle, guys. We know as much as you do. Yeah, just because we're not in there uh, doesn't mean yeah. we're not privy to what the uh, what the dilly is. Um, yeah, exactly. Just as much as you can assume about what my workplace is like, I can figure out a lot of things about what your workplace is like now. And yeah. that's what it boils down to. This whole holier-than-thou bullshit is so throwback and so carny. And the people that I see thrown out there usually need to shut the fuck up in the first place. Oh God. If I had to hear one more bully Ray quote, quote about this goddamn thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's uh, the whole crew gets pissed off. If you don't call someone a good brother and give them a proper uh, handshake in the locker room, it's, it's such carny backwards bullshit. And uh, yeah, it, it just drives me nuts. And also Corey Graves shouldn't be taking shots at people when he decided to be a whiny bitch about his old friend, CM Punk on Twitter. That that's the whole that's a whole nother stupid thing. Corey's great on commentary, but he should delete his account. <laughs> All right. You're getting fired up too. I like that. <laughs> We're pissed about wrestling every Thursday or every Friday released to you. Recorded so, on, uh, on the main event side of Raw, uh, we actually had a show long story. Yeah. Check that yeah. out. They're, they're um, sowing seeds, planting them, if you will. Seed it. There's yeah. Ambrose trying to sow seeds of dissension in the shield i'm gonna go ahead and say this i think that drew's gonna turn face that's where huh? i think this is leading okay all right turning on dolph and then uh yeah okay because right. i think of the six guys in that current storyline he's the one with the most to gain out of anybody Braun's gonna be where Braun is roman's the made man seth and dean are made men and let's be honest dolph ain't going any higher than he is no, probably not. But if you need, if you know, if say the injury bug takes out half the roster and you have Dolph there, he could Dolph Ziggler can fill any role um, that you have for him. Um, you know, he he could be a a universal title contender if he needed uh -huh. to be. Uh, he has the um, prestige, credibility, history, all those things. I guess. Yeah. Um, pedigree. Yeah, I said pedigree, right? Yeah. yeah. Triple H. Um, so so yeah, with Drew McIntyre turning face though with. Would that still keep him in line for a universal title shot if Roman is uh is is still the big dog in the big yard with his uh you know um uh, I, I I think it's certainly possible uh or in that same regard I'd love to see Drew and Braun go against each other for the universal title at some point that could be fun uh, I don't see the Roman losing the title at any <laughs> anytime soon though yeah I, that's a thing I'm I'm so unsure of because there is there is a very small but existed part of me that thinks Brock's going to win in Saudi Arabia. I don't know why. Maybe this is just like uh, fucking Stockholm Syndrome for the WWE, but I'm convinced that there's somebody, probably Vince McMahon, who's like, what we need to do at Mania this year is have Roman beat the <laughs> UFC champion for right. the universal title. Well, is it that or does Vince want Brock to be universal champion going into his UFC uh, heavyweight title match? 
Would it, wouldn't it yeah. make more sense for Brock to walk down the UFC aisle with that abysmal red WWE Universal Championship belt around yeah. his waist or over his shoulder or have fuck have Paul Heyman walk behind him and hold it up like yep. fucking yep. Uh, like the procession in church or some shit? Um, I feel like that would be. I don't know. It's six in one hand, half dozen in the other. Because having yeah. you know Roman beat a, U, a current UFC heavyweight champion is a pretty big pedigree. But you, uh, why do I keep saying pedigree? I don't fucking know what's wrong with me. But wouldn't all about um, that dog food today? I guess. Would uh, I'm curious. So here's where the Brock Lesnar situation gets interesting. If you're Dana, Dana White's still in charge of, of booking matches and stuff like that. Would you uh, say he has creative control of UFC? Um, in so much as he is, uh, a, a, uh, a top, uh, top of the line management member. Okay. I, I don't know who really makes the fights anymore. I know it used to be Joe Silva, but he left the company last year. I believe it okay. is. I don't know who the, the matchmaker is at this point, but, uh, Dana definitely has control of the overall vision of the UFC. Okay. So if I'm Dana and yeah. Brock is coming in to fight, and it's still up in the air who he's going to fight. Now that John Jones is being cleared, you know, that John Jones, Brock Lesnar is a huge money match. Yeah. Um, or is he going to fight? I, I still think it's going to be Daniel Cormier because Cormier okay. is basically putting off his retirement to do this fight. Okay. All right. So that's le- le- giving a lot of um, uh, faith in John Jones to not fuck this up in the interim, though. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Because that could, that's best. You know, I don't know. What's the, what's the more money match? I, th- I feel like. John Jones is considered one of the greatest, uh, if not, you know, in some circles, the greatest fighter pound for pound that they've had. So I feel like the the more money is that match with Brock, but Cormier has a title right now. So that's Cormier kinda, has a and title they have their and, history, and, too. Well, well, what I'll say. Well, so uh, the, what, what I was getting at is that I think the match that's proposed is Cormier and Lesnar, not Cormier right. and Jones. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, so, that's what I'm saying. Uh, oh, OK. But what I think it is, is uh, Cormier has a title. Cormier also has a significantly lower chance of getting popped for Coke between now and fight night. So, you know, they'd actually be able to put on the fight that they promote. So that's what I think is going to happen there. But again, I I come at this as an amateur MMA analyst. No, no, no. I I understand. I, you probably know more about it than I do. I I skip over every, pretty much every, uh, every (laughs) sentence about MMA and the observer. Um, But my, my, where I was going originally with this is if I'm Dana White, and say Brock Lesnar beats Cormier and becomes a heavyweight champ. Mm-hmm. If I'm Dana, am I on the phone to Vince saying this guy can't lose? Because you don't want to have your legit heavyweight heavyweight champ punked out by you know this you know six four Samoan guy uh, with no uh, legit fighting cred. You know, I, I'm curious yeah, as to how not, that's going to play sure out. How that goes? I mean, it might be a situation where Brock does it anyway because Brock does whatever he wants, and Brock gets paid handfuls of cash to do it. Yeah. Um, I, I have a Brock thing in a second that I'll get okay. to. Um, I, I I would think he'd do it. He gets stripped of the UFC title and not care. Like okay. that 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 strikes me as the type of guy Brock Lesnar uh, is. Yeah. Uh, something I just wanted to point out. So. Brock is married to Sable. Mm-hmm. Last I remember Sable being involved in anything WWE related, she left and sued Vince for sexual harassment. Like she sued the company for, for I remember that, yeah. a sexual harassment and all of did that. Did she win or did they settle? Uh, I believe they settled. Okay. And then it was really interesting because she got with Brock and Brock, of course, was the pariah who left to try to go foot, uh, try, to, try to go do football. Mm-hmm. He fought WWE in court and won. And now he's back. Do you think like him constantly going back to steal more money from Vince uh, is basically <laughs> him getting back for both him and Sable? Do you, do you think for whatever he did disabled allegedly? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that that's, that's any part of it or it's just Brock going, Oh sweet. Two mil for five minutes work. I'm there. It's probably a little bit of both. I think, yeah. I think Brock kind of has that, that, um, country boy bloodthirst if, yeah if, if that's a way to describe it i feel like he really enjoys beating people up uh that, oh yeah that, that's pretty abundantly clear in in his uh in his fighting prowess and his matches so i feel like you know one he enjoys it two he gets paid ridiculous sums of money and three yeah i'm sure it's some kind of extra 
extra fuck you um, to Vince Ford, especially, you know, the way he keeps playing Dana and Vince against each other to get more money out of the both of them. Here's my question involving Sable. Do you think at any point, um, you know, Vince pulled Paul Heyman aside, said, hey, Paul, why don't you put this little birdie in Brock's ear about, uh, you know, we have this all woman's pay-per-view coming up. <laughs> it would be kind of nice to see. Uh, to the see originator old, of the women's. Yeah evolution to see sable pop just to just i mean how big would it, how big of a moment would it be for her to even show up on camera and just wave to the crowd in the ring it would be a surreal moment if nothing else yeah i mean you know time heals all wounds in wwe and nothing you know? heals wounds more than thousands if not millions of dollars this is true i mean everybody's come back <laughs> everyone and there's nothing vince loves throwing money at more than people who hate him yeah uh like uh there, there's a book somewhere that needs to be written one day about how if you look at the business decisions of the wwe and even the booking of the wwe you can psychoanalyze vince mcmahon all the bad guys are the underdogs all the bad guys stick together uh all the good guys yeah. are gigantic assholes all the good guys uh -huh. hate each other and always want to do something solo without anyone's help. Like there, there's so much you can take apart about the mentality of Vince McMahon by his actions in business, both on screen and off that I find intensely fascinating. Maybe one day I'll write yeah. this book. Uh, I don't know. I think you should have done it this week while you were sick. That was, yeah. you, missed, you missed your opportunity. I instead, missed of watching, window. instead of watching Spider-Man three or whatever you watched. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. I did watch Spider-Man three. I don't know why do I did, but I did. Why would you do that to yourself? How did emo Peter Parker dancing down the street treat you? Uh, honestly, it was better than I remembered it being <laughs> like there, there's, there's a point of that movie that just goes so cheeseball and absurd that that just goes right in. I so. mean, Sam Raimi has always had that, you know, absurdist over the top sort of thing. Uh, yeah to him but yeah. oh, man, i'm not was... saying it's a good movie by any means i was definitely one of those people who when i came out of the theater when that movie came out that was trying to convince myself it was good yeah i i've with enough time i've been able to be like no it's not good but there are some parts i really have a guilty pleasure for so yeah, yeah i mean here's here's my here's my thing with the Raimi spider-man i don't you know we can just talk for a minute here and then get back to the wrestling yes it's hard for me to go back to that style of comic book movie. Now I'm so used to the MCU yeah. uh, tone and the way it looks and, you know, the, 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 the Spider-Man movies and every, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of memes this week, you know, saying yeah. how Tobey Maguire is, is, is will forever be their Spider-Man and, you know, it's get, no different get, than the people who are saying Keaton were better than Bale. That's all. That's <laughs> all I'm going to say. Well, I'm that guy though. I like Keaton better than Bale. Oh, I, I I like them both. I, I so think, I can yeah. I can I can go both. I I, I play both sides of that mm -hmm. coin. Uh, but you know I think overall the the most faithful, perfect Spider-Man they've had is is Tom Holland and, yeah. and this MCU iteration. But that that's all that's a whole other Patreon podcast we can yeah talk about yeah we point. we can get into that one of these days. I think we should. Yes. Uh, what's uh well yeah so Dean Ambrose um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Ten minutes later, we circle back to Dean Ambrose. So yeah, the the shield came out in the beginning of the show. Full shield regalia, entrance to the crowd, everything. Want that's what we want. That's why we we're excited for this. Roman still got a couple booze in there um, yeah. when we started talking. So it's it's not a hundred percent working, but it's at least tempered um, what's what's happening with him. But when him and Seth both held up their titles, the look on uh, the face of own John Moxley over there was kind of like ah, these fucking guys you yeah. know so I, i'm kind of uh kind of enjoying that and look looking to see where it's going i feel like because xavier be quiet because it's something that we've all expected to happen that they're leaning into it a little too much and they're going to swerve yeah. it another way um and i don't know what that way is i really hope they don't sacrifice all the goodwill seth and good work seth rollins did in making himself a white hot baby face for it again I mean, the rumor was last year we were going to get Seth versus Dean at Mania after Dean turned on the shield. And of course, everything went tits up on that shield reunion 1.0. Um, I don't think they're going to run it back right now. I think that the Dean is too over right now to do it. Um, maybe come Mania season, I'll feel differently. 
uh, and and like you said, it, it is being a little too telegraphed right now for me to yeah. believe it's going to happen. But if you tell me, again, Mania season six months down the line, I could see it being interesting. Like, give them a legitimate reason to be mad at each other. Have right. Seth eliminate Dean in the Rumble or something like that, where right. you kind of understand both guys' opinions on it, and 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 don't turn it into he's the good guy, he's the bad guy. Now they're throwing down. Like, give me sh- that shades of gray. Two competitors trying to prove who is the better competitor type match between those guys because I think that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, and why why are you you know why did you bring the shield back just to, you know, implode it to a month and a half later, like get a run out of it. Don't, yeah. don't, don't rush into these things. You know, the shield is something we want to see more of. So of course they're going to deny us of that. And, oh yeah, and, of course. And, of course. Well, fuck us. well, you know, every team is just designed to get one person over again. Vince McMahon thought, um, yeah, that's true. elsewhere on raw this week. Uh, how you feel about Leo rush? <laughs> as as the hype man for the Bobby hype man Lashley. for Bobby Lashley, I think Bobby Lashley uh, will do nothing but benefit from a man talking for him, a man with charisma to spare, yeah. uh, which is good. Bobby Lashley is negative in the charisma department. Uh, a man so, who may be a dwarf. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, Sorry, so, little person. Well, yeah, we're going to be PC about it. Um, but yeah, I think I think I'm, I'm enjoying the, the pairing up right now. I I'm, I think I'm enjoying more his eluding Kevin Owens is uh, chasing him. Yes. Uh, you know, just little. It's a little uh, wily coyote. Uh, wily coyote. Wily Kyrie Sane is what I was going for yes, there for some reason. Exactly. Yeah, wily coyote and uh, and Roadrunner sort of bit happening all around the ring there. So. Um, uh, I, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Uh, we'll see. We'll see where it heads. And then Leo had a big match with uh, Noam Dar on uh, 205 Live, which I haven't watched yet. I heard it was pretty good, though. It was pretty good, but like I, I knew Leo was a small guy. I've yeah. seen him wrestle before, yeah, yeah, yeah. but see, like he is, his head is beneath the top turnbuckle. <laughs> he's a little guy. He's a little. He's, he's a wee little guy. Like he's, he's a, a little guy. guy. We'll put like, him in just, pocket. Yeah, he just wanted like so little little baggage handle to his back, so you just gotta pick him up and throw him around. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of weird to me. Uh also on Raw, I just have a question for you. How miserable do you think Finn Balor is? Was he even on Raw? He was on Raw. He wasn't on the Hulu cut, so I have no idea oh, what okay. happened. Okay, so they him. had a they had a tag match that was building <laughs> to the mixed match challenge. Okay. Uh as Finn Balor with Bailey on the outside defeated Jinder Mahal with Alicia Fox on the outside. Oh, man. And Ooh. uh yeah, Ooh. Finn Finn just looked kind of miserable and and didn't much care for existing. Yeah, wouldn't you be if you were in that situation with the, the I, I modern day Maharaja? I would assume that dude's making a shit ton of merch money. I'm sure he is. Because yeah. he has a lot of merch. He does and I see it I see it all over the crowd too. Yeah, it's just it's a shame. He's such a good worker. But I guess it's that idea that he got snake bit once yeah. and in turn they're they're scared of getting behind him. Um how'd you feel about Connor beating Chad Gable? Uh I was weirded out by it. <laughs> and, and you're saying that is the ascension mark of the show. I know, I still my ringtone, the ascension yeah. theme, because I still love that fucking theme. Um yeah, I, I'm I'm way more of a uh a Chad Gable fan than I am an Ascension fan these days. Um, but you know, if it's gonna progress the story of of Bobby Roode being the old uh, veteran who's gonna try and uh you know correct the course of his new little uh, friend here. Then I think it, you know, in storytelling purposes, that's fine. You know, he's going to get his win back at some point. Uh, Bobby then... Roode totally should have taken, should have been in that match and taken the fall. That's my thought. Well, but... probably, but that doesn't advance the storyline that way. It it, it basically <laughs> explains why they should have a tag match because they pinned the one guy and lost to the other guy. Yeah, yeah, you you, you may be right. If if we're, if we're doing the fifty fifty booking, let's at least protect somebody in this. That's true. <laughs> well, well, we did have a really good tag match in the second yeah, hour. Yeah, we did. Revival. If there's anything you watch from Raw, watch this. Yeah, they finally got their rematch for the uh, tag team titles after they were unable to compete a couple weeks ago um, because they got jumped by the champs. Yeah. We weren't champs at the time. That's the night they won the titles, right? Yes, it yeah. was the night they won the title. So this was <laughs> kind of a, a tag title match a long time in the making. And yeah. uh Dash and Dawson, uh, all the props of the world, they made this their night. Like, yeah. when I heard that match was signed for Raw, I'm thinking, oh, it's a five-minute squash, and yeah. uh, the Revival are basically just shipped to main event permanently. No, uh, they were 
given the ability to look like stars and they came off like stars and the credible threat at that yeah uh it, it was the main roster coming out party for the revival we've wanted since they debuted on the main roster I agree with you hundred percent. I was very, I was very happy. They gave him the time and they, they took advantage of every second given to him. Um, you know, a very good competitive match really is, is doing wonders for the raw tag team division, which has been suffering mostly as of late. Um, so maybe they can, uh, stay in the hunt. I don't know if they're going to do another Dean Seth Ziggler thing. Keep that going. Yeah. I don't know who else would be a competitor for, those tag titles at the moment, maybe glorious chat at some point. Yeah. Um, yeah. If, that, if they stick together, uh, the B team, they had their moment in the sun and I think they're going to float around. Yeah, I was going to say, have they popped up anywhere since they lost the tag belt? Not that I've seen. Uh, so, so yeah, that's, that's a, uh, you know, it's, it's, I, I don't it's, really whatever. pay attention to the main event results. Maybe that's where they went to B team. Go, go, go. B team, go, go, go. Also on the, the, uh, raw side. Uh, Hey, AOP, uh, lost. Oh yeah. Uh, lost the that. rest of their name, but they got a main event. Uh, and they were protected, and they looked good. They did. They uh, did. Michael, I mean, Michael Cole did slip once and call them the authors of pain. Yes. Which why would I, Look, you know, if you want uh, uh, Cesaro to drop the Antonio, if you want the Neville to drop the Adrian, fine. But a tag team should have a fucking name, not just three letters. I mean, that's just stupid. Yeah, it, it is pretty dumb. Also, can we call them the AOP? <laughs> <laughs> no, please don't. Okay, fine. But hey, uh, <laughs> we 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 pinned Baron Corbin, uh, and, and on to another week of Raw. We get basically AOP looked like they were absolute badasses. Baron Corbin looked like a, a sniveling little bitch, as he mm-hmm. should. Yeah, and uh, Shield looked like monsters. That that's all that needed to do. Like it wasn't, with the exception of the injury, it really wasn't a bad Raw. Uh, so yeah, ratings wise, wouldn't lead you to believe otherwise. Ooh, well. <laughs> The, the thing that's interesting is how many shows that were coming back on Monday night. Cause that, that yeah. everyone was pointing out, Oh, the competition is, uh, you know, big bang theory came back and there was NFL football. Dancing everything's down. Yeah. Everything's down. Yeah. Nobody's watching live TV anymore. Myself included. I don't watch yeah. anything live. Yeah. <laughs> I don't watch big bang theory, but I know it's been like the top rated show for years now. Somehow. And it got like 12.8 million viewers, which Sounds like nothing. Like, didn't fucking friends bring in like 50 to 75 million viewers a week or whatever? Oh, I don't know. I wasn't paying attention to ratings back then. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, even even as of recently, Big Bang Berry, Big Bang Berry. God, I'm a fucking mush mouth asshole. They were bringing in mega numbers. Uh, but yeah, everything hey, Chris. Uh, is down. How what? You're my mush mouth asshole, buddy. Oh, God damn it. You son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, the the ratings, it was, uh, was it 2 million or something like that? Yeah, it was, it was like a a 2.85 or something. It it wasn't good. It was was not not. good. The the most good, very bad. The craziest thing was the lowest rated hour was the second hour, which was the hour with that crazy, awesome tag match. So, uh, yeah, well, I, I would down. think then I would think that considering that w- wasn't that tag match at the end of the second hour. I don't I, I watched the Hulu oh. cut, so I have no oh, idea okay. what happens actually. So, when. <laughs> so uh, if I recall correctly, it was the end of the second hour, which makes me believe that tag match may have helped pull up Boost. the third hour. But okay. All right. maybe, we'll maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't know how any of this hey, works. Let's take a positive approach for some things. Yeah, for once. yeah I know. Crazy, right? <laughs> uh, things that I'm not as positive on. Um. This Rusev Day angle on SmackDown, it's real gross. It's real uh, well, gross. One, it's gross. <clears throat> Two, it, it just doesn't seem believable. I mean, look, Lana is Lana. And, yeah. you know, Aiden English is a... Is, is, uh, He's is, married to a Guerrero. Come well, on. There's that, but that's not canon. Uh, Fair. <laughs> Fair. But, you know... Rusev is this big hulking brute and you know Neville's this scrawny pale dude like what how does Lana go for go for that I'm just one I'm not buying it I I don't know and And two it's just icky yeah we don't need another angle that's basically oh Lana's sleeping around on Rusev I mean we had to deal with this with fucking Enzo and Dolph Ziggler oh 
God knows how long. You keep bringing it up. I'm trying to block it out of my memory. And every time you bring it up, it just comes back into my memory. I'm trying to forget about that entire thing. You're not helping. Yeah. And and I think that also had uh, (sighs) Summer Rae involved. Killed her off, too. Uh, Just a a nightmare for all parties. So, yeah, let's run that back. That's a great idea. And just when they're getting over as a uh, fun, happy, baby-faced couple, why are you you trying to put dissension between the two of those? I mean, come on. It's just just lazy writing. You know, and a fair angle. It's 2018, man. You know, it's yeah. it's it's been done. Road dog, shithead. Yeah, not not very good. But hey, uh, concurrently, still into Samoa Joe cuckolding AJ Styles. <laughs> Dude showed up at his house. Yeah, that's what he does. He shows up, he cuckolds, he leaves. I <laughs> love it. Enter, cuckold, leave, repeat. That's what he does. Yeah. Xavier's shirt. That's Xavier's favorite uh, category. <laughs> He searches those videos out. Um, trying to think of anything else on SmackDown. Oh, uh, uh, Biggie versus Sheamus was awesome, as yes. one would expect. Yes, it um, was. And uh, Carmella is brown haired again, which and is a face, yeah, Teaming with our truth. Yeah, he needed a freshening up, so why not? She did just uh, there, something looks off with her as a brunette. I, I haven't quite figured out what it is, but it's strange to me. You'll get used to it. It's just because you've seen her as a blonde since, you Forever. know, she was Enzo's hairdresser back in NXT yeah. back in the day uh, when they were feuding with the uh, the French dudes. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Marcus Louis and... <laughs> I was about to say La Resistance, but that's not them at all. The other, the other, the other French guy. The other guy who a, got cut. It's so not a Rougeau or Jean-Pierre Lafitte. Those are the only the yes. other two French guys. Or the Mountie. It wasn't the Mountie. I yeah. can confirm it was not the Mountie. Yes, uh, <laughs> or PCO. It was, it was the Gobbledygooker. <laughs> Hector Guerrero? <laughs> Lasertron? <laughs> On NXT? What did I see? Yeah, that Who was that? Sylvester LaFort. Ah, yes. There it was. It got to me. I remember they shaved his head. Um, so, yeah, that was, what were we talking about? Uh, just talking about how Carmella looks weird. Oh, yeah. That. Yeah, that's true. It is weird. Yeah. Uh, what else happened? Was there any any other good matches or was just this is uh Seamus and um Big E the only good match Becky Lynch had a match with Lana which was yeah, kind of a bunch of nothing uh Naomi Nasuka defeated uh, uh not Iconics um uh Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville the oh that's right absolution uh and Ty Dillinger started an angle with uh Randy Orton I guess yeah because he was fighting Nakamura god do do something with Nakamura for Christ's sake if you're gonna do Orton Nakamura, uh, I could, is that I where this is going? Basically, everyone who everyone who feuds with Nakamura gets taken out by Randy Orton. Right. So you you would assume that that would be the endpoint. I just don't think they have any fucking endpoints in mind, and they're just kind of going week to week here, and they have nothing. Hey, when every week Nakamura. is a pay per view, no weeks are a pay per view. You just gotta build to nowhere. It's a week from Saturday. A week from Saturday. A week. Did you know the Super Showdowns a week from Saturday? Fuck. He said it a million and a half times. We get it, Michael. All right. Nobody's getting up at butt crack early on a Saturday morning to watch the Super Showdown. All right. Yeah, I'm 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 sure it's shit not. <laughs> Nobody gives a fuck about Triple H and the Undertaker. All right. Hey, it's fuck the last. It's the last time ever. Till oh, the next it's time. Not. Yeah. Fuck you. I'm not buying that <laughs> shit. In like less than a month after when they're going against each other again with uh, other people there. Uh, but hey, good news. Hulk Hogan's gonna be in Saudi Arabia. I'm fucking done. The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast. Follow us at Roughhouse SGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash the Roughhouse Podcast. Become a donor to the Rough House at patreon.com slash the Roughhouse Podcast. And check out our videos at youtube.com backslash channel backslash capital U C E G J 2 1 N lowercase W capital G lowercase K capital P M lowercase L capital D N seven lowercase C three lowercase R lowercase F U V Q. This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod. House uh podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Christoph, he's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is the Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up because this is the Rough House podcast with Justin and my least favorite man on the planet, Christoph. And Marty? The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network.
The Roughhouse Podcast is brought to you by the AJ Styles School for Talking Good Promo Well. If you want to like me, have a good talk style words with your speech, simply make sure that you cut the promo for people to be like, yeah, that man has the points for with talking app. The AJ Style School for Talking Good Promo Well is now accepting applications for prospective new students. Are you an aspiring pro wrestler but not sure if you can handle yourself on the stick? Then call the AJ Style School for Talking Good Promo Well to hone your craft, just like the phenomenal one, AJ Styles. For example, Claire Lynch, that ain't a, that's not a good. So I was like, uh-uh. And, and then Dixie Carter, she said, hmm. And I'm like, you got it, because I'm, I'm the one that's pheno- phenomenal. I'm in a phenomenal one here in this environment of wrestling. All right, we got six sides on like... Start four now, AJ! We got four sides in the... one. This is my house, and this is where I live. I'm the best I'm the best that's ever been in the world. Because I'm the best that there is. Be the best that there is, just like AJ Styles. The AJ Styles School for Talking Good Promo Well will make sure you're ready to take the squared circle by vociferous force. Classes include Spitting Hot Fire 101, Advanced Pipe Bomb Dropping, and Mush Mouth Management. Send in your application now to the AJ Style School for Talking Good Promo Well and make yourself phenomenal. I'm the phenomenal one AJ Style, and if you have desires to speak in a fashion much than the way that I have done talks before, with the way I've done words all the, with my mouth, I make speak, and people go, man, and then I kick people Usually it heads I my head them in the I kick them in the head is what I do. Um, I'm uh, total knockout. E, EC TNA TNA is what I'm in because that's that's where I'm really hoping I get hired by WWE. I'll wear a mask. I hear there's a sin car open. The AJ Style School for Talking Good Promo Well is located in the Deep South, right in front of Foreign Object Warehouse and perpendicular to the KFC.